Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we're recording here on Tuesday, August 15th for our episode number 91. Uh, and this week, we're doing something we haven't done before. Uh, we're going to be mixing things up here. And we're going to be doing a mock draft episode. Uh, just going into the draft season here, it's right around the corner. It seems like, what, two, three weeks away here, we'll be firing up football season. Uh, so right away, our, our draft season will be just right around the corner. So with this one, um, I guess I can get into a little bit of details after, but uh, we're going to be doing a little bit different. We're not going to have the quick question of the week, and we're also not going to have an ice cold hot take just to try and preserve a little time. We'll go over a little bit of news and notes uh, in our insiders and headliners just from um, the last the last little week here as uh, preseason football started. Uh, and then we're going to get right into our mock draft. But before we get started, uh, we'll say hello to the fellas and see how everybody's been doing here uh, and soaking in the sun on our last couple days of uh, summer holidays. And uh, Zach, what's been keeping you busy? You know what? <clears throat> not uh, not too, too much. Uh, my wife and I celebrated our, our four-year wedding anniversary last week. So that was nice. That was probably the biggest uh Biggest event in my life the past couple of couple of weeks for sure. So nothing too crazy going on. Armand, how about yourself? Well, uh, last game of rugby uh, this season for me is on Wednesday, and then because uh, high school football firing up here next week, I uh, I'll be uh, done with the rugby for the rest of the the fall. And but uh, excited to to hit the the pitch one more time and. My ribs are finally healed up enough. Last week I played in a game and went through relatively unscathed ribs, still a little sore, but uh, now I feel like this week I can hit guys with my full force and uh, not hold back at all this week. Nice. Yeah, my lacrosse season is like right around the corner. I think it's the 27th, I think we fire up. So I guess right around the corner, but we had our donation was it last week we did that? I think only one week ago we ended up doing that, but it was nice to be able to finally get down to the Jim Pass and Children's Hospital. And then we went for a nice little bite to eat and stuff. But I literally, this morning I woke up at six and I started doing my shingles. I'm taking a break right now. Like I had to go shower because covered in like, I don't know, like the dirt and the fiberglass and crap, but taking a quick break to record. So I'm going to try and make this episode as long as possible. So I don't have to go back on the route anytime <laughs> soon here, but yeah, it's been a grind going back to work here on Thursday. So we should have recorded yesterday when I was plus 30 for you, Jordan. Yeah, well, no, because then I'd <laughs> be up on the roof grinding right now. It'd been terrible, but so is life. Um, go through a couple of uh, insiders and headliners here. Um, we got a couple of signings, uh, a couple of injuries, and then we'll get right into our mock draft. I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. I'm Ron Burgundy. So the first signing came almost, I'd say, out of left field. And then the second one has been like almost the worst kept secret for the last like three and a half weeks. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott signs a one-year deal that is worth up to $6 million with the New England Patriots. Uh, and the second signing was Dalvin Cook signed the one-year deal worth up to $8.6 million with the New York Jets. So that one we've been kind of hearing rumors about for... I don't even know how long, three, four weeks, but uh, the the Patriots one kind of came out of left field, but I know nobody has their uh, their ear to the ground on uh, the beat reports for New England, like anybody like Zach. So Zach, was this one that you kind of heard some murmurs about before it actually came out or all of a sudden it was boom, Zeke, Zeke showing up? Uh, no, this one wasn't a huge surprise for me. 
Um, certainly, the uh, the running back room has been a concern among uh, the Patriot faithful on Twitter there. And they had Zeke in for a visit, I want to say two weekends ago. Um, I think his visit with the Pats kind of coincided with with Dalvin Cook's visit with um, with the Jets. So Zeke signing, maybe when he did, was a little bit surprising. Um, there was some speculation they might wait until after the preseason, um, especially I think after it has to be after preseason um, in order for his contract not to be guaranteed. Um, so there's some speculation they might wait until uh, week one to bring him in so that his contract wasn't guaranteed or the guarantees weren't guaranteed, I guess. Um, but when it happened, uh, I was surprised, but not uh, not floored, I guess. Yeah, they had, I can't remember who else they had. I think they had, um, oh man, help me out, Zach. Who else did they have in for, they didn't have Hunt, but they had somebody else, right? They had Fournette, a uh, friend of the show, Fournette. Fournette. Um, <laughs> they had him in uh, maybe a week or two before they had Zeke in, so maybe going back a month. Yeah, and then like Hunt's been bopping around too. Uh, I know he was with the, the Saints, and then he showed up from the Saints to went to Indy. Yeah, Indianapolis. And then following that, he was visiting the Vikings. So then we thought, okay, maybe with the Saints with their injury, they're going to end up. You know, he's going to go there. But he ended up. Uh, they signed Daryl Williams. That's minor, minor signing. But if you're kind of following around where Hunt might end up, obviously the Saints now getting a signing after the following the injury of their uh, their rookie running back, their Conjury Miller makes things a little bit more interesting. A um, couple other small things we can go through here rather quickly. Uh, the Jets activated Brees Hall off the pup. So he'll be activated to start practicing here in the next little bit. Mike Jacecki suffered a mild dislocated shoulder. Um, I think he was kind of almost off everybody's draft list unless you're in a really deep tight end league. Um, Armin's darling there, Justin Ross left practice. Um, that was this morning here after being carted off. So we'll kind of get a little bit more information as, as the day progresses for that one. Terrace Marshall, cart off practice, anything probably undrafted. For the most part, J.K. Dobbins being activated off the pops. We'll see if he actually reports to camp now because he's kind of was doing like a little holdout type thing, contract stuff. So um, if you were planning on drafting him or having him in Dynasty, I know you've been paying a lot close attention to J.K. not only on his health of his leg, but also the um you know the contract dispute as well too there but other than that um not a whole heck of a lot to talk about here we got like i mentioned uh cream hunt visiting the vikings so as we're doing our mock draft today we got a lot of like speculations i know we did our our charity draft like our european charity draft uh armin i just finished i don't know three days ago and zach finished about a week ago uh there's a lot of people drafting you know fournette hunt uh zeke uh cook all play all people who had unsigned at that point were still free agents so uh as we're doing our mock draft i'm sure there'll be some names that were that are still free agents that might be uh are drafted in this mock draft as well too but um anything to talk about the delvin cook either you guys have anything to mention there as between delvin cook and Brees hall or what your expectations are or should we just get right into things i'm good to go Perfect. Yeah, let's uh let's get into it. It's hard to predict that Dalvin Cook Brees Hall at this moment yet, I think. So this this is gonna be a fun one. It's not just your standard mock draft. Obviously, uh we highly recommend people as you're entering your fantasy season when you figure out where your team is. So say for example, your 12 team league, you know you're gonna be in draft spot eight. 
mock draft the heck out of out of spot eight and have fun with it. Be creative because then you can figure out if this player goes, what's my pivot point? What does my team look like? I know there's years where I've mock drafted late in drafts, the same guy over and over and over and over and over because you just presume you're going to get him. And then all of a sudden you get in your draft and oh crap, somebody took him earlier than expected. And then you pivot in draft and there's that little bit of panic, but um, mock drafting definitely helps you a lot. But we're, we're three going to do three different types of drafts. Uh, one that was very popular many years ago was the zero RB. Um, that has now also kind of pivoted into, it's called like a hero RB. Um, so two very popular drafts, especially with the, uh, the increase of the wide receivers of the last couple of years. And then uh, um, I'm going to do a kind of a balanced approach, if not maybe take a onesie, depending on how the draft, the draft falls here. So uh, Zach, he's going to be doing the zero RB. And then Armin is going to be doing the hero RB. Zach is out of the 101. Armin is out of the 105. And I'm going to try and do a balanced approach uh, at the 110 position. So uh, we're going to go through these kind of quickly. Obviously, we're not going to talk in depth about every single pick, but we'll kind of talk about, you know, the from the approach we're at, where we're at in draft, and then the names that, you know, are kind of uh, in that realm to kind of give you an idea of uh, of the draft. So without further ado, we'll, uh, we'll start the draft off with the, 101 uh zach is on the clock <laughs> um so i think if you're if you're in this spot uh come draft season um the choices are kind of down to to two guys in my mind maybe three guys um regardless of your strategy that being uh jefferson mccaffrey or if you're feeling feeling risky maybe jamar chase and um i'm definitely leaning this year more so than any other year going wide receiver if I end up in the E101. So I'll be taking uh, Justin Jefferson uh, with the 101. So Jefferson goes, Jamar Chase, Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey. So with Armin here doing a hero RB, if uh, who would who was the name you were obviously hoping for the best? Was that would that be McCaffrey? Or I, I can't remember if you were out on him last year, not Armin. Ah, uh, yeah, I was out on him last year. I'm not fully on board with him this year. I actually like with Eckler and McCaffrey. I I think I actually like who I'm gonna pick here more. Um, and that is Saquon. Um, I think Barkley is, is primed for a great season in New York. Um, they showed last year with uh, Brian Dayball that they had a little bit of bite to them, and and the offense runs through Barkley, and then hopefully they're their increased efficiency in the pass game will hopefully open things up a little bit more for Barkley as well. Um, so I'm going to Barkley. Uh, I like him um, this year a lot, actually. Another consideration at this 105 spot was Bijan. Um, so if you're going here RB and you're in the fifth spot and maybe three RBs um, of Eckler, McCaffrey, and Saquon all go before, you could go Bijan. And even a dark horse of Nick Chubb is intriguing. Because of his uh, upside this year, he's he's primed for the best season of his career without Hunt behind him anymore. Um, so he might actually see some passing down work, and um, yeah. But I think uh, I think Barkley, especially with Hero RB being the strategy, is the safest uh, safest Hero RB to go with. Yeah, one thing I should mention here is that this is a a half point PPR twelve team league with three wide receivers and one flex. Um, half point PPR is our favorite standard league. Um, 
whether we're in the 10 point or a 10 team league or in some 12s or as a 14 team league, um, still all of them are half points. Those are our favorites um, playing around with them. You know, the amount of wide receivers, it's actually going to play in the hands. I think of uh, Zach and Armin's strategy a little bit better here with the zero RB or hero RB needing three wide receivers, but we'll see how things go here. Following Armin's pick of Saquon was Travis Kelsey, then Cooper cup, and then uh, the the noted Robinson already following our Bijan Robinson there. And then a little bit surprised was CD Lamb. So I was sitting here hoping that, you know, either Tyreek or Stefan Diggs, those were kind of the two names that I figured were going to end up. Um, I do have Tyreek higher than Stefan Diggs. Uh, I do like Dig a lot, but uh, Tyreek is going to be my pick. And, and I'm looking at kind of who's coming back. We'll see it's uh, AJ Brown goes, then Jonathan Taylor. Stephon Diggs, then Josh Jacobs. So going my balanced approach here, I could go with a wide receiver RB stack. Um, I got some really nice wide receivers that are further down the list too, and I can maybe come back with my running back in the third round. But uh, Armin started talking about Nick Chubb a little bit there. Derek Henry, uh, Amandre St. Brown, who it's hard not to make my homer pick in half-point PPRs and go on, go on Amonra. But uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, my higher-rated Nick Chubb here. And I'm going to go with a, a balanced approach. Then goes Derrick Henry, first quarterback off the boards with Patrick Mahomes, then Devontae Adams, then Amonra St. Brown. And now we have Armin back on the clock. That's unfortunate. I was hoping I'd get Amonra here. Um, so now looking at it, I did my hero. And if I'm sticking true to the strategy now, um, what Sleeper showing me ADP wise is receiver wise, I could go Wilson or Waddle. Um, I could go QB, Allen, or Hertz, um, and then tight end Mark Andrews. Um, I'm going to go with receiver here and try and get a top-end wide receiver, and hopefully either one of the top-end QBs or tight ends are still available in the third round here. So I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson. Uh, so Armin goes with Garrett Wilson, Tony Pollard follows, then Jalen Hurts, the second quarterback off the board at the 210. Ramondre Stevenson at the 211 goes, and now uh, Zach with the back-to-back picks. So the, lat, the 212 and the 301, uh, Zach gets to go back-to-back. So <clears throat> here at the 212, I guess, um, and then the 30, yeah, 301, um, I do have some interesting choices here, kind of like Armin had alluded to earlier. There is still some interesting quarterbacks, uh, primarily Josh Allen. Uh, tight end Mark Andrews is interesting. Um, if I was so inclined um, with the upside of, say, like uh, Lamar Jackson, um, I could go there as well. Um, but going with where I think the most value lies um, I really want to load up on my my wide receivers. I can get three of them in my starting lineup for sure, uh, plus one in the flex. Uh, and this being a, a half-point PPR league, I do want to lean into that a little bit. Um, if there was uh, skewed points towards a, a tight end, I may be inclined to go Mark Andrews here. But I'm really going to go with the youth at the wide receiver position. I'm looking at Jalen Waddle here at the uh, 212. And then I'm going to go with who's uh, somebody I think is going to really blow up this year. Um, he already had a really successful rookie season um, in New Orleans. And this year with a much more competent quarterback, uh, not a converted 
uh, tight end behind center, not a not a ginger, um, not crab legs, Jameis Winston, uh, Derek Carr, with maybe the biggest arms I've ever seen on a quarterback, not named Tim Tebow. I'm going to go with Chris Olave as my wide receiver three, uh, somebody that I think could be a wide receiver one this year, and having him as my wide receiver three, I am very pleased with. Yeah, Zach's start so far is looking real nice. Justin Jefferson, Jalen Waddle, and then Chris Olave. Uh, following Olave goes QB number three, J- uh, Josh Allen, uh, early third, and Travis Etienne, Najee Harris, which brings Armin on the clock at 3.05. All right. So I'm looking at this, and I'm looking at uh, a probably receiver here. Again, um, again, kind of similar to Zach with the with his zero RB, the hero RB. I kind of want to fill up my receiver slots um, first, and then pick up the QB and the the tight end when there's a good value available. Um, I which saying I don't mind Mark Andrews here, but um, I'm gonna wait and see what other tight ends can fall to me later. And I am looking down the board. And actually, this is where I'm going to pick a guy that I mentioned earlier this year in the pod because he's not going to fall to me in the next round, I don't think. And that's Calvin Ridley. You want a little bit of a reach, but uh, but I think he'll be worth it this year. Yeah, so Calvin Ridley goes at through a five, followed by Brees Hall, T. Higgins, Devonta Smith, and one pick before me, Mark Andrews. I think, you know, if I can get Mark Andrews in the 310, that might be an absolute steal and, and a borderline auto pick, but it didn't happen. So um, taking the balanced approach here, I have one wide receiver, one running back. I can really go at all angles. I, I do want a top-tier quarterback, but I do think um, jumping on like a Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson in the third is still a little bit rich. Maybe in the fourth coming back, or maybe depending on how the board goes, I might even hold off until the fifth. Uh, so I'm looking at like, you know, like a DK Metcalf. I could take a jump at a Jamar Gibbs uh, late in the third, who's been climbing up uh, draft board substantially. There's a Debo Smith, or sorry, Debo Samuel, sorry. Kenneth Walker coming off the injury, Joe Mixon. Those are names kind of all in this board. Um, to me, if I'm taking this balanced approach, I got a, you know, a, a really, really good wide receiver one at Tyreek Hill. I need multiple of them. Uh, so I think DK Metcalf in this situation is a nice, uh, is a nice addition to this balanced team, especially because uh, the way I have him projected is he's going to come down with the, the the touchdowns that he struggled with last last season in the red zone. So um, looking at the names there, I think DK is the best approach to add here with, uh, with a balanced approach. Following Metcalf goes Joe Burrow, Debo Samuel, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Jones, and I'm back on the clock. Um now here's where, like I mentioned, there's a couple quarterbacks. I'd say there's probably three QBs. Yeah, there's three QBs that I'm okay leaving with. After that, I'm kind of just scrapping the board and probably going to uh, just take a flyer late in the draft. Uh, but then I, now I can sit here and look at, okay, who are some running backs that I want to add to keep this balance? I've got two wide receivers. I can go running back or I can go with like a Keenan Allen Amari Cooper type wide receiver. Um, I mentioned the Jameer Gibbs earlier. I think that's a really high upside. I have a safe Nick Chubb. So might as well take somebody that has unbelievable pass catching ability in a half point PPR league with a safe running back. I compare him with a with a, a, a little bit of a riskier pick, but in the fourth round feels a little bit better than taking him in the third. So I'm going to take a little homer pick with Jamar Gibbs. 
Following that goes Amari Cooper, Kenneth Walker, TJ Hawkinson, Keenan Allen, and Armin is back on the clock. You actually, Calvin really might have made it back to you. You've been really flirting with it, but at least you got your guy. Yeah. Yeah. I had to go go for my guy here. And now, now I'm looking at uh at the receivers here and who's available at my next pick. I'm kind of liking those names a bit better than than who I'm looking at right now. Um, just due to some question marks and, and stuff like that. And then tight end, I think there's still a few guys that I don't mind in the next few rounds that are falling to me. So I'm actually looking at at uh, QB here because I think the the advantage of picking um, fields is going to give me more points, um, a bigger point difference than any wide receiver that I pick here compared to the next round. Yeah, big time rushing platform. And if he gets that jump forward in the passing ability, then that's going to be a real nice pick there sitting at the back end of the fourth. Following goes Joe Mixon, Miles Sanders, uh, Hopkins. And then once again, we're back here with Zach uh, with two picks back to back. Uh, he's sitting there with three wide receivers. Uh, so I imagine, I imagine he's going to end up with a quarterback here, but uh, we'll, we'll see if he stacks a four straight. Oh, this is too bad. I was really hoping uh, that Fields would fall to me when I heard Armin say um, that he was thinking of going wide receiver. Little shiver went down my back. I was thinking, oh, boys, we got her. Um, <laughs> on, a, on a side note here, I know nobody at home can see this, but team four, what are you doing, bud? We got four, <laughs> four running backs here. I got Joe Mixon as my RB4. <laughs> We're in a three wide receiver league. They're going to be yeah. hurting. Um, so, uh, as was previously, previously mentioned, I have my, my three starting receivers pretty well locked down here with Jefferson Waddle and Alave. Um, I could go, um, I see scary Terry, uh, McLaurin here, uh, who would be my flex. He's somebody that despite never having a really consistent, strong quarterback, um, has always done well, um, whether it's been, it's magic. Um, Taylor Heineke. Uh, I don't even know last year who he had. I think uh, Jacoby Brissett's there this year. I don't know who he had last year. Um, I know this year they have Sam Howell as well. So, oh, I think Carson Wentz was there for a little bit, maybe yeah, and then Heineke last year, two years ago. I don't know. Yeah, it was Wentz um, and Heineke. It's really been a revolving door there, just mediocrity um, at the quarterback position. And despite it all, he's done really well. Um, that is a bit of a gamble though, I think, um, especially considering the other wide receivers that are here right now. Um, so I guess with, you know, uh, without further ado here, I will view the, pres uh, what was presumed and I'll go with, uh, Justin Herbert. Um, I was really hoping field was going to get to me. Um, but, but I do think Herbert is certainly a better passer. Um, and, uh, fields though, just has that added value on the ground. So. I'll go with Herbert here at 412. And then this is somebody that this might come back and bite me. I'm not going to go with uh, Scary Terry. I don't love the running backs that are here. Uh, guys like Damian Pierce, J.K. Dobbins. Don't love that Cam Akers. Oh, boy. That's, a, that's just a cocktail of unpredictable there. I am going to go with somebody that at this time next year, he could be – a top two uh, pick, top two round pick, rather, pardon me. I'm going to go with DJ Moore. 
going to bank that his arrival is really going to help uh, Justin Fields become that passer. So uh, DJ Moore will be sliding into my flex position. That steals your stack right there, Armand. Hey, was that who you had lined up? Yeah, that is exactly who I had lined <laughs> up. I was going to stack it there. And now I'm yeah, like, I'll trade ah, you right now, DJ Moore. DJ okay. Moore right now for uh, me, Wilson. I know yeah. I can't get really from him. <laughs> Following uh, Moore. Following Moore. After, the... Oh, sorry. Zach was, Zach was talking there, and I was looking at him like, maybe I should have went Lawrence to get the stack with Ridley, but uh, you know what? You win some, you lose some. Um, so now goes, uh, Ty, goes, sorry, goes Terry McLaurin, uh, Christian Watson. Then the fourth, uh, tight end off the board is George Kittle, which puts Armin on the clock here. Yeah. And now I'm looking and staying true to the hero RB strategy. I got to take a wide receiver tight end here. Um, some names on the board for me in this range are Judy, London, uh, Pitts, Godwin, Goddard, Ayuk, and Mike Williams, and then Darren Waller. Um, I'm looking at this, and tight end-wise, I think the, the safest bet, bet is Goddard. Um, but then Pitts and, Pitts and Waller, I think, in my mind, have a bit higher upside. Their, their ceiling's a little bit higher. So that's a top uh, tough choice between those three. So I think I'm going to go one more round without a tight end and see which of those three fall to me. Um, and hopefully I don't have all three of them picked before it comes back around. Um, and I am instead going to take, um, it's between Judy and London for me. And I am going with Drake London. No, I thought you were going to go with Jerry Judy. Yeah. You know, it was a tough oh, choice. I think yes. Drake London I absolutely ceiling. Um, love Judy it. has never exploded for me um, that I've seen. So pour one out to the draft gods. That was getting real flirty. My uh, my last quarterback that was worth drafting here was Trevor Lawrence, and there was a stretch there. I was getting a little bit concerned because there was Team Four that's so unpredictable with their four RB stack. Apparently, Team Six, Seven, Eight, and Nine. Oh, sorry, Eight had uh, Mahomes. Sorry, Six, Seven, and Nine did not have a, a quarterback that were all leading up after Armin's pick. Uh, and it went, uh, he took London, then Pierce, Judy, Dobbins, Akers. So I end up in Trevor Lawrence as a slam dunk. Don't talk about this. I've talked about Lawrence lots in the pod before. I think he's going to have a huge breakout season. And this time next year, we're going to be talking about Trevor Lawrence in those very early rounds. So I think he is the, the clear tier break for me. And I want to make sure I get one of those top, whatever, eight uh, quarterbacks. And this, this is an easy one. So I'm taking Lawrence followed by Pitts. James Conner, um, um, Alexander Madison, DeAndre Swift at the 6-2. Uh, that's pretty, pretty rich for Team 11. Then it puts me on the clock here and my balance approach. I'm a 2-2-1, two, two, and one, so I can really go anywhere at this point. Um, wide, three wide receiver makes it a little bit easier for me to go wide. I have two tight ends that, I, that are right in here that I really like. And I'm hoping that maybe one of them will end up making it back to me. Uh, but I do have a wide receiver here that I like and I think is going to have a really good seat. Actually, there's two, I should say. One is Brandon Ayuk, uh, wide receiver from San Francisco 49ers. And the other is Marquez Brown, uh, also known as Hollywood Brown. He's starting to go down my board a little bit now just because he is battling a bit of an injury. Um, so he's further down my list. So I'm kind of hoping that maybe he might come back to me on the next round. Uh, so I'm going to take Brandon Ayuk here to continue my balanced approach. 
Alvin Kamara goes, Mike Williams, Dalvin Cook, Marquez Hollywood Brown goes 6-7, so that didn't really last all that long. Uh, and now Armin is on the clock here. No tight ends go. Uh, so he was already talking about it earlier. I can only imagine that is possibly where he's going to go here. Yeah, and with uh, three of the four teams not having a tight end yet and two rounds to go here, I think I got to take one of Goddard or Waller at this point now. Um, and it just comes down to to who I like better. Um, I think Waller has that higher higher ceiling. He's shown it in the past where he can really explode and get you a ton of points, whereas Goddard hasn't really ever exploded in his career and shown a high ceiling, but he has a decent floor. But I'm going to go Waller and go uh, to New York Giants. <laughs> what? For what it's worth, Waller would have been my pick too there, Armin. Uh, Pittman goes, then Goddard goes. So there's the two tight ends we're talking about. Chris Godwin at the 6'11". And uh, Zach is on the board here with 6'12 and 7'1 with uh, some pretty juicy names still left on the board here. There's one one that I'm curious is going to be an auto selection for him or not. Jeez. Uh, with that auto selection uh, premonition, that's a... Uh a lot of pressure that i have to live up to here here says it's gonna be the right one but you've already got four <laughs> wide receivers so i'm i don't know if it'll be it or not but um i could i could live with my my guy there team four and just go crazy wide receiver and just load it up here you'll make trades um, with them later yeah maybe maybe <laughs> um if i were to follow this strategy in a uh in an actual draft this would be the spot where i'd be looking at getting some of these mid-round uh running backs Guys that, for whatever reason, have some question marks um, that I feel they need to answer. Um, so here I'm going to look at some uh, running backs. Uh, the first one I'm going to look at is Javante Williams. Uh, it's been really promising. Everything that's been coming out of Denver, um, all the reports, everything that's been uh, spoken at press conferences, all very promising. And then the next one is Rashad White. Um, I do believe Rashad White, though, did have a injury scare um, the other day. So before I go any further, oh, survives a non-contact injury at practice or suffers non-contact injury at practice, uh, walked off the sideline on his own power, received attention from the trainers. Well, we'll need to know a little bit more about that going forward in uh, when it comes to real drafts. But as of right now, with the information that I have, I'm going to go with a couple of injury question marks at running back. I'm going to go with Javante Williams and Rashad White and hope that the injury bug doesn't decimate my running backs too much. Okay, so the auto pick you didn't take, which would have, like, for you it's been tough because it was been, that had been, like, your fifth wide receiver, so it had been a little bit tougher. But I in that range, too, I thought you were going to be really considering David Montgomery as for, like, that's a really good uh, zero RB just because he might soak up a lot of Jamal Williams type red zone touchdowns. So that'd be a sneaky pick, but I'm sure arm is probably going to take the guy I was talking about, but following Rashad white goes Christian Kirk, Deontay Johnson, uh, Mike Evans putting arm on the clock at the seven Oh five. Well, see, I got to stay true to the hero RB strategy here. And I need four wide receivers. One that's going to be my flex before I go back to their running back. So I got one more wide receiver to pick here. And I actually like who's in this range um, between um, Jackson Smith and the Jigba, George Pickens, Jordan Addison, and then Tyler Lockett. 
even like dark horse candidates of like Jahan Dotson and Traylon Burks or Kadarius Tony aren't too bad. But uh, out of those three guys that I just listed, I think the guy who has the best chance to to really explode this year is George Pickens. So I'm taking George Pickens. I thought Tyler Lock- Tyler Lockett in the middle of the seventh is like the best value in fantasy football. I think he just he always is drafted between the seventh and ninth round and always finishes as like a top twenty wide receiver. It's unbelievable. But yeah, uh, for- I like his value here, and I was close to taking him. I'm just the, those question marks with Vic Jigma. I think Pickens just has a little bit higher higher ceiling than Lockett this year. And yeah, I really like Pickens in the seventh round. Them going back to back and wide receiver on this draft too is is very interesting. But you and George Pickens, Tyler Lockett, Dak Prescott, Dave Montgomery goes, uh, and then Jackson Smith and Jigba. Now I'm on the clock at the seven ten, and I can go just about any direction here. I've got all three wide receivers filled. I've got my two running backs filled. So basically, I can either take my tight end or I start filling some flex and some bench spots here. Um, uh, there's some names where it's like. Are you going to take your shot and you're going to try and swing for the ceiling or are you going to try and take some safety? And there's one name, James Cook just still scares the hell out of him, even though he's like been praised out of camp unbelievably. Um, Jordan Addison's really interesting here. Um, just, I, I really like Jahan Dotson. I really like Jahan Dotson. I think there is a chance and, I, and I'm, it's weird because I'm, kind of high on the Washington offense, even though I probably shouldn't be high on the Washington <laughs> offense because I'm high on Terry and I'm high on Dotson. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go Addison here because I don't think Addison will make it back to me. And I'm curious if Dotson does. So I'm going to play a little bit of a game here. I'm going to go Jordan Addison here. Uh, take a bit of a swing with a rookie um, with, the, with the Minnesota Vikings and see what follows. So I go Dot. Oh, of course, Dotson goes the next pick. Didn't work. Uh, I go Jordan Addison, then John Dotson, James Cook, Isaiah Pacheco, and Traylon Burks goes. Um, so this is kind of a tough spot because there's quite a few names further down the ADP list that I like, but I don't really feel like, you know, I can, you could get them in the ninth, 10th round. Uh, so I'm sitting here in this position where it's like, yeah, there's a quite a few tight ends that I like are within the same breath, you know, like the Pat Fryermuth, Evan Ingram, David Njoku. I'm happy with any of them. Uh, and then you got some some names further on the list. You got uh Rashad Penny, Gabe Davis, who Rashad Penny, man, Armin, the, the camp news on Rashad Penny lately has not been great. So I'm I'm curious to hear that take uh after the bottom what you think of Rashad Penny going forward. But you got Quinton Johnson and then kind of like a hodgepodge. Mm. I'm going to take a gamble. I'm going to go further down the ADP list here on a name that I really liked. Zach made the, he made the, uh, the case for it, that this is going to be the, you know, the best offense that they've had in a while, probably since Drew Brees. Uh, I'm going to go for a bounce back season with Michael Thomas. So I'm going to go a little bit down the draft board. Um, his ADP is 100. So I'm a little bit higher on him. His average is at the eight one. I'm right at the eight three, so I guess I'm pretty pretty similar. But I'm going with uh, I'm going with Michael Thomas a bit of a get a bit of a gamble. Uh, so following that goes Tua Tagovailoa, Evan Ingram, who I thought maybe I'd take as my stack with Trevor Lawrence. He goes then Antonio Gibson, Deshaun Watson, and I know Armin is kicking himself that he didn't get to go with Antonio Gibson as his 
RB number two. But uh, where are you going here at the 8-8 Armin? Yeah, so following the hero RB strategy, your your whole idea is you take one hero RB, then you fill your wide receivers, your flex with the wide receiver, your tight end, and your your QB. And now I'm just going um, all in on any running backs who are left pretty well. And yeah, I was really hoping that Gibson would fall here. He's not a bad RB2 to have, I think, especially if you're doing the hero RB strategy. Unfortunately, he didn't fall. And what I have left here is now AJ Dillon, Rashad Penny, Zach Charbonnet. Um, they're all they all have question marks around them. And you know what? Even though you said the reports out of camp weren't good on Rashad Penny, um, I haven't seen those reports yet. And I was just trying to look them up. So you know what? I don't fully believe you yet, Carrier. So I'm going to take Rashad <laughs> Penny. <laughs> I like I, his uh, I like his boomer bust ability. I would make a bet that he gets cut. That's that's my bet. I think Rashad Penny's getting cut. That's but uh that might be I might be a little bit on the other further side. But he goes Penny. Then Kadarius Tony, Brandon Cook, Zach Charbonnet was a name that I thought would be a sneaky one if he can make his way back. Um and then eight, twelve, and nine one is Zach once again back to back. We can all hope that we find somebody that loves us the way Armin loves Rashad Penny. <laughs> Unforgivable frankly, love. Frankly, the way Armin loves the running back position as a whole. <laughs> Which well, I was like, shocked he went uh, here RB. I thought maybe he was going to go like RB heavy or something. Nah, um, team, team four and Armin are having a little bromance. I'm going to be like, I love that draft. That's the draft for me. And they have Pittman and they have Tony. Like, all they need is, yeah, one of the Seattle running backs and Armin's just going to trade the entire draft for for Team Four's draft. Going to risk it all. (laughs) I actually really like the Team Three draft and they went RB heavy off the bat, but they have Eckler, Hertz, Etienne, um, Sanders, Watson, Goddard. Looks pretty good to me. Um, so here, um, I do have all of my uh, quote-unquote starting uh, players filled in. I have my quarterback. I have two running backs, which uh like but don't love. I uh, have three receivers that I'm really happy with, and I have my flex filled. Um, the only starting offensive position left here is tight end. Um I was really hoping that Ingram would fall to me, but he went a couple of picks ago uh, at pick 805. Um, and now I'm left with uh, Friermuth or Njoku. Uh, and that leaves me here. I could either take one of those two, uh, which is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take Pat Friermuth. Um, If I didn't take one of those two, I'd probably just end up hunting on the position and waiting until late in the draft and going with like a, a Laporta or uh, oof, maybe not even that. Like I'd go way, way down there and really just wait in the weeds. Um, yeah, a guy like Laporta, uh, maybe a guy like uh, Dolchich there in Denver, um, maybe somebody like uh, like Higby um, or the uh, Musgrave there in Green Bay. Uh, but I'm going to take Pat Fryermuth. He finished as, I think, tight end seven or eight last year. Um, and I think this offense is, you know, wheels up for this offense. Uh, hopefully with Kenny Pickett there behind center all season, they can get it going. So 
Fryermuth here at 812. And now I'm looking here. I can really go anyway. I can be water here. Um, so don't love the, like I said, don't love, I like, I don't love the running backs that I have. And I want to take somebody that I think could be a really boom play for me. Um, he does have some competition in the backfield, but uh, he got the all the first team reps on Saturday. In I hate you. Game. I hate you so I'm much. I'm taking uh, Cahill Herbert. Yeah, I hate you so much. Yeah, buddy. I was just staring at him, hoping he's going to make it back. I was like, this would be an absolute slam dunk at the back of the ninth. And then you're like, oh, yeah, he got all the first team reps. I was like, oh, shit, he's not coming back. There's no way. Oh, that's super upsetting. And that like Herbert here, ups- Herbert here could be my RB1. Oh, man. I like week two. Easy. Like if Williams or White flame out, especially if the news about White is worse than uh, what I expect it to be. Like Herbert could be RB1, RB2 easy on this team. And he could be really, uh, he could be really good. Oh, or so he could he could slide to like RB three on the Bears, yeah. and I could be left with like freaking I don't even know who in like the the late late rounds. When we do uh, like our my guys and like our value picks and stuff, he was like he's super in contention for a my guy, but if not, like he is like my dark horse value pick of the draft. Like I just don't want to leave drafts without him. And I was like, you know what? I'll play a gamble here, but didn't it clearly didn't pay out, but. Anyhow, well, I'll stop crying here and we'll continue on our draft. And then David Njoku goes right after too. So my tight end, you know, my my two slam dunk picks, I thought I'd get one of them back. Obviously did not happen. Then A.J. Dillon, Anthony Richardson goes to team four, who finally gets their their quarterback, which actually Anthony Richardson, who just, just recently named the starter in the ninth round, is kind of a sneaky pick for that team, but... Um, Armin's just got another reason to really, really like team four, but team, team number five, Armin's team is on the clock here at the nine, five, uh, Armin's ready to make a pick. All right. So loading up on RB still looking at it. And I think the best upside left here is in this range, at least in ADP is, uh, Brian Robinson. Otherwise I'm looking at Jamal Williams, who might not be a too bad of a pick considering what he did last year. And, the way things are starting to look a little bit in New Orleans. Um, we got P. Ryan, who's not a bad pick either. The backup RB usually does decent with uh, Sean Payton, but I-, I like Robinson. He did fairly well in his rookie campaign. It's fairly efficient, and you never know what Eric Bieniemy is probably thinking. So Brian Robinson, then Quinton Johnson goes, Gabe Davis, Zay Flowers, Jamal Williams. So those three wide receivers I was like pretty confident that maybe one of them would get back and if they did not a contingency plan um, I really do need another running back I only have two uh, so I was really really hoping for Khalil Herbert but um, I'm gonna go oh man yeah I'm gonna go Devon A-Chain just the reports coming out of camp um, and just this, his style of running back like he's not a thumper by any stretch of the imagination but in this range where I'm swinging for the fences with a, with a running back, there isn't many guys left with the upside uh, of Devon A-Chain. I'm looking at down the list, we're looking at Elijah Mitchell, who is clearly the RB2 in that backfield. Jarek McKinnon, which who knows what happens there. Um, Andre Miller, who just got hurt. You know what I mean? Like Then we're into the Tyler Algier. So the 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 list is starting to get pretty dry which is why i'm pretty pissed off about Khalil herbert but i'll take them <laughs> on a chain here 
Um, I'll take a chain and see what ends up coming back. We got Juju Smith goes, then Samaj P. Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Cortland Sutton. That's disappointing because that's kind of who I had lined up. And I'm back on the clock. Balanced approach here so far. Uh, the only position I need to fill is my my tight end position. Uh, but like I said, if I didn't get one of those three names that were still left on the board, I was much the same as Zach. I was willing to just punt it. So now I'm looking to just continue bolster my roster. There's guys in this range like Jameson Williams, who still has a six-game suspension to serve, who's still in this list. There's Rashad Bateman, Dalton Kincaid, who is an interesting pick at the tight end position if I was swinging for upside. Um I'm still going to wait a little bit, I think, and I'm going to go a little bit further down the list because there's still a couple tight ends I think would be fun to take. Um, Zach named a handful of them, but um, oh my goodness. I'm going to take the whole time clock on this one, I think. Um, I'm going to go with one who, a wide receiver who's had some pretty good vibes coming out of camp. Um, he just got nicked up though, uh, so I got to get a little bit more information on him. I don't think they've come fully out and said what he got hurt with, but I'm going to go with Elijah Moore. I know we talked about him in the value picks the last episode or two episodes ago on a breakout campaign. Zach was quite high on him as a breakout candidate. Uh, so I'm going to jump on the Elijah Moore train with another, um, you know, kind of a boomer bus wide receiver. It's one of those guys that within the first couple of weeks, you'll see what you got in them and whether you can move on from or drop them kind of thing. Dalton Kincaid goes the next pick, then Aaron Rodgers, Dalton Schultz, and then James, uh, sorry, Jameson Williams, as for mentioned. Now, Armand is on the clock, 10.08. I think you got, what, like three three or four positional players left, and then we have the kicker and defense to wrap things up. Yeah. So continuing loading up on, on RBs, like the strategy suggests here. So um, my three... RBs in this range are Damian Harris, Eliza Mitchell, and Jarek McKinnon. And out of those three, I like Mitchell and McKinnon the best. Mitchell has shown that he does have some standalone value when McCaffrey's in. Um, but I think I'm going to go with McKinnon here because of how he finished last season. Um, you never know. Maybe they'll continue using him in that nature um, for this season as well. Yeah, 10th round for the guy that, like, one fantasy championships last year is kind of sneaky. I, I I thought about him, especially in a half point PPR league, the tenth round. I mean, there's you're throwing rocks, right? It's a hope and a prayer. But yeah. if he is anything, what he was to finish the season last year, that's a real good pick. Uh, OBJ goes to follow the Rashad Bateman. Interesting, same team go back to back, literally back to back wide receivers and back to back picks. Then Damian Harris and Zach is on the clock with his tenth and eleventh pick. That's it's a real shame here. I was. uh Looking forward to hopefully getting Drake McKinnon um, as a as another running back to kind of give a little bit more uh, stability to this rocky uh, running back room here that I've acquired. He seems um, like the perfect zero RB target. Like, yeah, absolutely. Um, could not agree more. Um, somebody that isn't going to get you, you know, consistently like fifteen or more, but you can probably count on like eight to 12 pretty easily in yeah. a, in a half point or certainly in a full PPR setting. Um, so here, um, like we mentioned earlier, my skill positions are completely filled. I have by Q, I have uh, three running backs, uh, four wide receivers and a tight end. So at this point, it's kind of just like best player available. Uh, I don't think I'll be going with one of the tight ends here. Um, Cole Komet might have been interesting, actually, 
had I not gotten Friarmouth where I did. I don't know if I love the idea, though, of pairing uh, Komet and DJ Moore just with uh, the the passing game there with Fields not being a uh, <laughs> not being his strong suit. Yeah, stop speaking Komet into existence, please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to take a player here that I think will be uh, significantly better this year than he was last year. Um, that is to do with just more experience um, in the NFL um, and then also having kind of that, that room that he's in, that positional group that he's in on his team kind of clear up a little bit. And that's going to be Sky Moore, uh, wide receiver for the Chiefs. Uh, he can very well be wide receiver number one on that team. So I'll take Sky Moore here at 10-12 and really bank on him to uh, develop and get a lot more playing time than he did last year. And now here at uh, 11.01, oof, I'm not in love here with anybody that's uh, on this list. And I might uh, might get real, real dangerous here. And I might go with somebody that could, it's certainly going to be a reach, but I don't want to lose him. And I'm sure I could get him in a round, probably two rounds here. But that's Roshan Johnson running back for the Chicago Bears. If Herbert isn't the running back in Chicago, it's because Roshan Johnson is. I am not afraid of uh, Foreman. Um, He is just a jag. He's a journeyman. Uh, Roshan Johnson, though, sneaky, sneaky pick to be offensive rookie of the year. If you put money on that right now, you're probably uh, making some real bank here at the end of the year if he pans out. You'll say, bear with me. I might be able to pull it up here. But uh, Roshan Johnson goes Elijah Mitchell, then falling Alan Lazard and Devin Singletary. Ah, Singletary goes. That sucks. I thought that would be a nice little dark horse sleeper pick. But uh, Armin, you're on the clock with your uh, 11th round pick. All right. Um, so the uh, RBs at this range are Miller, Algier, and Foreman. Um, and you know what? Uh, I think I'm gonna continue that uh, that trend with the uh, Chicago backfield and just get the third one here and get Foreman. Um, you never know; he he could uh, pan out to be the number one guy there. Nobody really knows at this point who is going to be the Chicago Bears' number one running back. Um, And hopefully you just walk away from the draft with one of them. And if you don't have one of them, then you hope all three guys that that drafted Chicago Bears running backs end up getting sandbagged and being an RBBC. Well, Zach, you you helped me dodge a bullet there, buddy. Uh, Following (laughs) that goes Geno Smith. Adam Thielen, Chica Conquo, and then Jacoby Myers. So I am happy and pleased to take Cole Komet. I think he has a significant high upside, especially if, you know, like Zach was previously talking about with DJ Moore a little bit, is hoping that the passing comes along a little bit more with Justin Fields. Cole Komet was one of the major targets in the red zone last year for him. Um, So if the passing comes along, hopefully he continues that dominance in the red zone. And I don't have any other pieces in Chicago, so I, I can just go all in with the tight end position there. Um, like I said, left over that, it'd be like Greg Dolchitz. There'd be Tyler Higby, who I'm a little bit interested in uh, a round and a half later. 
but I still think Cole Komet has the higher upside here. So I'm going to go Cole Komet, easy pick. Uh, Miller goes following that. Tyler Higby right after. Um, then we got uh, Tyler Boyd, Daniel Jones, and I'm back on the clock. Now, you're in the realms of like backups and dart throws in, and swinging for upsides. And there's a couple guys that I like with some standalone value. Like you got a guy like Zeke who is going to be probably good, not great. Uh, he'll eat into some of the Ramondre's uh, ca- uh, catching ability, maybe even some goal line, but I don't think he's going to carry a lot of low between the 20s. But um, in this realm, if he's the goal line guy, then that might become a, a valuable pick uh, for for here in the well, 12th round or at the end of the drafts. Then you have uh, a couple other names that um, like Tank Bigsby, who's getting a little bit of hype for this preseason. But then you have another name like Jalen Warren. And we've talked about him having standalone value uh, for Pittsburgh. And um, not that Najee Harris isn't the one, but I think that uh, Jalen Warren could eat into that and even have uh, steal away some of the receiving work. So those are the kind of the names that I'm looking at here. I need to bolster my running back a little bit. And, oh man, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is because I do think that Jalen Warren is going to have standalone value. And I am going to take Jalen Warren here at the 2-3. Oh, the 12-3, sorry. Uh, Tyler Algier goes, then Darnell Mooney, Jared Goff, and then Raheem Mostert. And now Armin is on the clock. We have four. He has four picks remaining. I have three picks. So I have one pick left. And then my kicker and defense. Armin has two his kicker and defense. And same with Zach. So uh, Armin on the clock with its 12 8. All right. Um, yeah, I'm looking at these, these running backs again, and some names that pop out to me actually, um, are Gus Edwards and Jerome Ford, um, because they're both, uh, looking at a good, good workload in their respective offenses. Edwards, I think is, is a bit bigger than Dobbins. So he might get the goal line work in Baltimore there. Um, even though he might get uh, nerfed a little bit by a Jackson. And then Dobbins has always had injury um, concerns, so Gus Edwards could end up getting a lot of work. And then Jerome Ford, um, if you're not buying into Nick Chubb, um, getting all the all the work that Kareem Hunt had, Jerome Ford might be poised to, to make a huge, uh, huge leap here in year two, no, number two for him. Um, so I am going to end up taking, um, Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards goes, then Dolchich and Laporta following, uh, Russ Wilson and Zach is on the clock for his last two positional picks. Kind of like you mentioned, uh, Jordan, at this point in the draft, especially with your, your backups, um, you're kind of going for upside guys that you think could uh, form way outside of their of their draft spot. Um, so I'm looking at a trio here of young players, uh, Rice, Mingo, uh, and Romeo Dobbs, uh, primarily all receivers. And I think looking at that uh, that Carolina offense, there's guys like Thielen, uh, guys like DJ Chark. Um, I think we, we know what they are. We certainly know what they have done in the NFL, but we don't know much about Mingo big body. Um, it took him early, early in the second round. So 
I'm going to go with Jonathan Mingo here uh, at 12-12. And he's somebody after a few weeks, if he hasn't panned out, um, I, I don't feel bad about cutting him and, and taking somebody from the waiver wire. Um, so knowing, knowing full well that at this point, you know, the rookie might produce soon or he might not produce at all. And then the other player that I'm going to take and this one, um, is somebody that I do have, uh, I guess, cautious optimism about. It's really going to depend on how his quarterback plays and that's Romeo Dobbs at, uh, 1301. It was nice picks. Tank Bigsby follows Bryce Young, Rishi Rice, and Armin is on the clock for his last positional pick. All right. I'm still sticking true to the strategy here. So my last positional pick is a running back still. Um, and Jerome Ford is still available. So I think I got to take him because he does have that potential exact set to outperform his ADP. And you should know pretty quickly whether they're actually going to use him in that offense or not. Zeke Elliott drafted in the middle to late 13th round. Like how the mighty have fallen. (laughs) He was still like a second or third round pick last year. Now he's a second or third to last round pick. Um, Following Zeke goes McPherson as the first kicker. uh, Rondale Moore. Then Kyler Murray. That's a sneaky little pick because you might be able to put him on your IR depending on your league settings. And then have Kyler coming back in week three, four with like almost your very last pick. It's a bit sneaky. Uh, Gerald Everett's another tight end name. I, I threw, should have thrown out there that I would kind of been kind of been liking a little bit uh, just from obviously how high I'm on the, the chargers offense, but this last pick is an easy one for me. Um, I'm going to take Zay Jones, someone who had a little bit of upside last season it completes my stack a little bit too with my quarterback, but same as um, Zach had mentioned, I'm going to know pretty quick whether I can drop him or not. We still don't 100% know what we have in Calvin Ridley. I can say he's probably going to be better than Zay Jones, but it might be a little bit more of a committee and Zay Jones might still solidify himself as that two in that offense. So maybe Christian Kirk is the one that is the odd man out depending on the offensive scheme. But if uh, week one Zay Jones is nothing, I know I can drop him and, and make a waiver wire claim pretty quick. So I'm going to take Zay Jones from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Then Buffalo Bills defense goes, then the Eagles defense, then Everett, then Justin Tucker. Now filling out my my team. I just need to grab a kicker and a defense here. I guess I'm on the turn so I can grab one of the earlier ones. Um, doesn't matter a whole heck of a lot here. But the one, actually one team... Oh boy, that's a ways down the list. I got to figure out here on a. Usually, like I just punt it to last and grab whoever's first on the ADP. But who are the 49ers play? They steal. But I, I'm kind of interested in the commanders. They play the Cardinals week one. And with if they have no, uh, it's going to be like a rookie or or some junk quarterback. Um, so I'll just go with Harris. I'll go Harrison Butker just because I think he's a better kicker. Um, I'll take the good kicker. And then I think there's a, de- a couple defenses I like that will come back. 49ers go, then Ravens, Cowboys. Carlson, Armin, who are you taking, a kicker or defense? Ooh, I think I got to take take a defense because they seem to be going on a run here, and I, I kind of want to still get a decent defense. I'm looking at the Jets here, although the start of the year kind of sucks for them. Um, end of the year might not be too bad, but I might have dropped them by that point already. Um, so I'm actually going to go with – the 
Let's go Seahawks defense. They got the Rams, Detroit, Carolina, New York Giants to start the year. The worst one there is Detroit, and then the Giants isn't great. Um, and then I'll pick up a streaming defense later on. Bengals, Tyler Bass, Young Way Koo, um, Zach, who are you rapid firing here for your uh, picks? <laughs> uh, if this was a an actual draft, um, I would make sure that the the settings or the league or however you want to phrase it, uh, lets this happen. But there's no chance that I'm picking a uh, a defense or a kicker. I am just going to take a couple of dart throws on skill guys. Um, and then wait until you know the Thursday of week one, maybe like the Friday, Saturday of week one, and end up dropping two guys and then picking up a kicker and a defense. Um, but we'll keep it fair here. Uh, I love the Pats. I love the Pats defense, but they have a absolute gauntlet uh, to start the uh, to start the regular season. Um, but who doesn't have a gauntlet to start the regular season are the New Orleans Saints. They play Tennessee, Carolina, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, New England, and Houston for the first six weeks. They don't uh, see regret. a top 12 quarterback until like week 12 or something like that. Well, they, they see uh, Lawrence, they see Lawrence week in week seven. Okay, and then is it Kirk Cousins they see in week 12 or something like they that? They see Cousins in week 10, and they play Fields in week nine. Okay, so um, those would be the best quarterbacks you see. They see all. I, I was looking at that. It's unbelievable their schedule they got. If they don't win the division, they did something really, really wrong. <laughs> so, um, well, I'm going to take the Saints defense here. Hopefully, old man Cam Jordan can get some sacks for me. That'd be sweet. Um, and then my kicker, I'm going to take Jake Elliott. He's the kicker on arguably the best offense in the NFL, at least top two offenses in the NFL. So that means lots of good things for their kicker. So Jake Elliott, come on down. And Miami's defense goes, the Patriots defense goes, Sanders goes. Uh, Armin, which kicker are you taking? Dicker the kicker. No, just kidding. I'm going to take, uh, uh, let's go Myers here from Seattle. He's Seattle's uh, kicker. Actually, no, I'm, I'm, Tilton here. We're going McManus. Jacksonville's kicker. Steelers defense goes. Myers, Dicker, the kicker. There it is there, Harmon. Uh, and I talked about how I liked Jacksonville's defense week one. They're taking on a rookie quarterback against the Colts. But I'm going to take Washington here. Um, they have a really nice first couple week schedule and they play Arizona with depleted weapons. So that's a nice week one start. So wrapping on our teams here. The Zach, take us through your roster here. You went, uh, you went the zero RB. So run us a little bit through what your team ends up looking like if you go zero RB, especially early on in drafts. Yeah, so I waited until the the sixth, the end of the sixth to go with a running back. So I started the draft with uh, Justin Jefferson, Jalen Waddle, and Chris Olave, all three guys that could be uh, top twelve wide receivers, and absolutely love that start. Took Herbert there at the end of the fourth. Honestly, probably could have waited until a lot later to get a good uh, quarterback, but I did go with a, somebody that I think could be a great quarterback there in Herbert at the end of the fourth. Uh, DJ Moore. And then the middle 
part of the draft is kind of peppered the wider or the running back position. Uh, Javante Williams in the sixth, uh, Rashad White in the seventh, uh, Khalil Herbert in the ninth, and then Roshan Johnson in the eleventh. Um, and then in between that, I took Pat Fryermuth and Sky Moore in the eighth and tenth, respectively. Um, took uh, Mingo and Dobbs, two kind of boomer bust uh, wide receivers in the twelfth and thirteenth. And then those are guys that I don't feel bad cutting in week two or three, whether it's for injuries or they're not producing. And then I finished the draft off with my defense with the Saints, uh, a team that won't face uh, too many good quarterbacks to start the year. And then Jake Elliott, a very productive kicker on a very potent offense. Um, then Armand, you went... So a very similar approach, but it's called the hero RB where you take the big one off the, off the hop and then you kind of pile on all the other positions. So very similar to Zaxis, uh, obviously one variation to it. And, and you want to run through uh, your starting roster or yes, your roster, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. So um, first round, I went Barkley, nice high upside running back. He, he's a great hero RB to have if you're doing the hero RB strategy um, because he, he can put up a crap ton of points. Um, then I went Wilson, uh, Garrett Wilson, who rookie of the year last year and Calvin Ridley, who, um, last pod we did, we, I was talking his praises and, and I'm looking forward to what he can do in Jacksonville this year. Cause he's been looking good so far in training camp back to his old form. Um, clearly the wide receiver one in the offense that we, we have kind of talked about a bit, um, Lawrence bringing it to the next level this year. And then I went Justin Fields in the fourth round to, to get my QB, kind of trying to make sure that I locked in one of the top end QBs here, um, fantasy-wise. A um, little bit of a regret here that I didn't actually stack Lawrence with Ridley, though, um, especially when we're considering that jump. Um, but I'm still happy with Fields. Um, then I took Drake London to, to be my third wide receiver. Then Darren Waller for my tight end spot. Um, happy with uh, with what I got because a few years ago, if you would have said you get Darren Waller in the sixth, you'd be pretty ecstatic with that. So hopefully you can reach back to that form he was back when we were drafting him as one of the top end tight ends in fantasy. Um, then in my flex position, I got George Pickens, um, which I'm pretty happy about. I think he's poised for for uh to build off his rookie campaign to make it even bigger then i went rb heavy uh, i went with the high upside of rashad penny if he's not injured he's putting up fantasy points like crazy um then brian robinson with the washington commanders um as my rb3 um then jarek mckinnon as my rb4 who i'm just hoping that kansas city continues to use him like they did last year high high upside there and if he's not being used like he was last year i don't feel bad cutting him um then deontay foreman who we should know fairly soon um when once i find out in week one who chicago's actually using in their backfield if it's not foreman i can cut him gus edwards last or, or next with uh in the 12th round um, again, hopefully we're looking for that goal line work and, and seeing what he can do in that Baltimore offense. And then my last RB, uh, Jerome Ford, um, just looking for that high upside, him replacing the hunt roll. If he doesn't replace, take over that hunt roll, then, uh, then I can drop him pretty quick. And then last, I rounded it out with the Seattle Seahawks defense and McManus as my kicker. 
Uh, look at my roster. I, I think I would prefer doing my same approach from the middle rounds, maybe not so much from the background, but uh, quarterback got Trevor Lawrence, running backs. I got Nick Chubb and Jameer Gibbs in my starting lineup. Uh, then my starting lineup um, receivers are Tyreek Hill, DK Metcalf, and Brandon Ayuk. Then I have Cole Komet as my tight end. And then my flex, I have Jordan Addison, but many of these names could go in there. I got Michael Thomas, Devon A. Chain, Elijah Moore, Jalen Warren, and Zay Jones. Uh, and then Harrison Butker and Wash Commanders. Looking at mine, I, I'm thin at the running back. That would be my weakness. I'd probably hindsight, I would have drafted um, – Little Herbert instead of Michael Thomas and hope that Thomas maybe came back to me later on. And if he didn't, I could have kept going to the wide receiver, but you know, mistakes happen. That's why you mock draft and you look at your team after and realize, ah, you know, the middle of the eighth round, isn't the greatest choice to, you know, do whatever, right. So whatever your strategy is, but that'll wrap up our first official mock draft for our podcast here. Um, I know I had a lot of fun doing it. We've done mock drafts before against each other. And we did it in prep for, for other drafts, but never on actually on the podcast, but um, as we get started here into fantasy season, one announcement, we'll be start taking names in for the charity league here. We're going to be doing some announcements on that on social media here on Thursday after the pod drops on Wednesday. Uh, and we have our jersey for the winner on arrival. It is currently being shipped. We have rookie first round draft pick Jackson Smith and Jigba signed rookie jersey for the winner for the charity league. So that'll be a fun one. Um, we went big with the, with the rookie one uh, last year, the winner was the Jalen Waddle one. And that one worked out really, really well as well too. So start getting the, your ideas thrown at us uh, as the announcements will be coming. If you're interested, let us know and we'll try and get as many people involved in the charity league as possible. But uh, without further ado, on behalf of myself, Zach and Armin, Thank you, everybody. Last year, uh, like I said, we finally got to make our official donation to our charity last year. Uh, so we finally got to do that here this last week. Uh, and we're going to start taking, uh, you know, charity or sort of donations and, and doing events for our upcoming charity this upcoming season as well, too. So uh, thank you very much for listening. Take care, everybody. And uh, let's talk soon.